Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Thursday, June 23rd. Getting everything set up now. Um, I don't want to start off uh, by saying, where are we in the economy? Um, well, the S&P closed yesterday at 37.59. Remember, I said there's a kind of a space here that we're in. Um, it could go to 4,000, uh, which would be a nice 10% move up, but the likely uh, likelihood of that is small because, again, what's the catalyst? Um, you really don't have anything pushing this thing up. You have everything pushing it down. The war in Ukraine, inflation, commodity prices, um, gas prices, inflation, the Fed raising interest rates, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so you, you really don't have anything that, that's on the positive side, but you do have a lot on the negative side. So <clears throat> I, I, my personal opinion is 3,800 is the top as to where we go. Um, so you might be asking. Where's the bottom? Uh, my opinion, the absolute bottom is probably 3,000. Uh, that is another 20% down, 25% down from where we are now. Um, it, my personal opinion is, uh, again, that, that I, I, I think this one resolves itself, not in a V-shape recovery, but probably the W. Um, where we we see some type of recovery and then and then a fall off blah 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 we we haven't seen that pop and there was an interesting chart on um CNBC yesterday showing the S&P 2020 which is in blue I'll post this I think I may have posted this on Twitter but uh, if not I will post it um we're nowhere near the uh, S&P financial crisis, and the bottom portion of the graph is the number of days. Um, we are only 100 days into this, 120 days into this. Uh, it's not much at all. Um, uh, you know, again, Josh Brown said, even if you accept that we're heading into a recession, um, 12 months from every other major issue, you've seen companies with actual earnings and good growth go up. So are you afraid to buy today? Eh, I don't know if I'm afraid to buy today. I am afraid to buy and hold for long term today. Just because, again, when you look at this graph, we're nowhere close to the other major issues when you've seen um, the Dow, 1929. You look that that's 703 days out. It was, I, I think, five years. Um, it took to kind of, quote unquote, get over back up to, to, to it. So you, if you were in to invest today, um, you could only be investing, you know, you could have another 30% down from where you are now. Uh, again, long term, I, you know, 30 years from now, I, I don't think you regret uh, buying 
Apple at 130. But my, my, again, every analyst that I've read on Apple um, is that it's a 115 support price. Uh, I, I did look at another one that, that is a Dow staple, and it's Disney. Um, now here, Disney has been oversold on the daily chart. This is a day, oh, I'm sorry, a weekly chart. Disney is at 23 on the RSI. That MACD has, the only other time the MACD in the past, um, God, what is it? The only time the MACD has been this low, I'm going all the way back to 2000, 2011. God, it's never been this low. And if you think Disney, again, if we're heading into a recession, eh, could be a bad thing. But you're looking at levels today at $93 that you saw at the, almost at the low of COVID. Um, the low of COVID was... Uh, it looks like around $84 if I'm looking at a weekly. Uh, $8109 was probably the low. <clears throat> That's the low of COVID. Well, since COVID started, Disney launched Disney Plus. Um, Disney has, uh, you know, op- operationally probably done, done better. Um, the parks, all-time high. Cruises. Just starting up again, packed. Um, uh, you know, ESPN, great rating still. Had the uh, NBA Finals, uh, the uh, Stanley Cup Finals are going on now. Um, they are in negotiations for Sunday ticket and football. Um, Apple looks like it might be the leader in that. Uh, but again, Disney, are you upset? Five years from now that you bought it at 93? Probably not. Um, are you upset five years from now that you bought it at 202 um, back in uh, March of 2021 at its peak? <clears throat> Maybe. Because you've given up opportunity cost in that one. That's all you've given up. If you buy and hold it and you believe in the company, blah, 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 blah. But that RSI at 24, this one's completely oversold. Um, another Dow stock. Um, let's look at Boeing. And, and the symbol is BA. There, there's no reason to invest in Boeing right now. I am just looking at these weekly charts um, to kind of see how far these have pulled back. So you look at Boeing and um, the week of March 16th, 2020. The low was 89. Uh, it's trading at 137. It's about where it was um, May 18th, 2020. So two months after COVID kind of the start down started. Um, pre-pandemic, this was a significantly higher priced. Again, the, the, the difference between Disney and, and Boeing is Disney doesn't necessarily have a negative uh, business. Boeing does. Um, you look at Jets. Let's look at Jets because Jets is one that I brought up yesterday that had some unusual activity. Um, it did trigger yesterday buy at 1688. It's trading down at 1679 this morning. So what's the point? What's the point of looking back at, at these kind of things? Um, well, 
you shouldn't trade just because the 52-week high is higher. Um, there's a difference between looking back at, at these companies, uh, like Disney, for instance. By the way, Jets, I, I, God, the RSI's at 36, MACD's crossing up. Um, you've got a gap here between 1776 and 1822 on the four-hour chart. Um, your last trade was a 0.57% gain, but you could have gotten somewhere in the neighborhood of 3 or 4%. Uh, I think this one has been beaten down um, to the point where if we look at a weekly chart of, of jets um, and you go back to the pandemic. So the pandemic, when we were completely, completely shut down, you're trading at about 11, uh, all the way from, you know, again, 12 to 17, 11, blah, blah, blah. Um, even in June, when stuff started opening up again, um, you're at 22. And today you're trading at 16. Are you telling me that the airlines are in worse shape today than in June of 2020 when the world was shut down? Probably not. Um, what's ironic is, you know, you, you look at the volume and maybe I'll post this weekly chart on, on Twitter. Um, but. Um, you look at this chart, and it's interesting because all the volume started right at the pandemic. Uh, now, the, the volume has fallen off completely, um, but if I take this, this um, volume shelf and I go back to the absolute lows of March 16th, there is no volume shelf below where you're at right now, 1680 um, for Jets. Um, the, the volume is trending down the, the MACD is trending down. The RSI, even on the weekly is at 36. I, I, again, I, how low is low? Um, are we saying that these, these airlines are completely worthless? Probably not. Um, you know, the, the pilot shortage is huge, but, um, I, my, my point in, in saying all of this is don't go by the 52 week high, um, and trade by that. <clears throat> Go by the market dynamics. Um, again, I think the S&P is in this trading range of, and I will make it a very large trading range of 3,000 to 3,800. I think there's support at 3,500. I think 10% down from here is a realistic downward trend. <clears throat> um, if you believe, like I do, that you have a 10% down, SPXU, um, that's one that you can use. Um, to, to, to kind of hedge your bets. And without going short, again, this is a short ETF. So you're, you're not in danger of losing your entire fortune in this. It's not something you, you basically um, buy and hold. This is to hedge against, say you hold um, spy calls, or spy, not spy calls, but you, you basically have put um, your, your money. Say your 401k, for instance is in um, an S&P tracking fund. Well, the S&P hasn't done really well. What can you do in your brokerage portfolio to kind of maybe hedge against losing all of that money in your 401k because you don't want to go to cash in 401k. You don't want to sell at, at this level uh, because there is the potential that something magical happens. Like say, for instance, Putin calls an end to the war. Ukraine. Uh, joins NATO, 
um, you know, China all of a sudden agrees, and I'm not saying these are likely, but all China all of a sudden agrees, we will never invade Taiwan. Well, if that stuff happens, you're left out if you're in cash. So what do you do? SPXU is a great alternative. Um, there are plenty of times where I buy SQQQ. I am, I am tagged to the NASDAQ, the triple Qs. Uh, I don't own triple Qs, uh, but the majority of my portfolio is NASDAQ-based. So I trade just like the NASDAQ does. Uh, if the NASDAQ is down 1%, I'm usually down about 1%. Um, I've been semi-beating it, and the NASDAQ has greatly outperformed the um, S&P in previous years. So I've been lucky in that respect. <clears throat> but um, I buy SQQQ all the time to try and just, hey, if I'm going to lose 10% in my portfolio that I don't necessarily want to trade, then let me buy some SPXU uh, or SQQQ. But I don't hold it. You can't hold it. You just can't hold it. Um, that's the key point. So, um, what would be good for today? Now, the, the VIX is under 30 again. So, I always contend that the VIX is going above 30. And I, I continue to say that. It's at 1480, 1476 is UVIXI right now. Um, I, my guess is that, again, we're in this trading range. I think 3800 is the top. I think at some point you, the VIX goes to 35 again. Um, you can trade around it, but uh, we'll have to. Okay, I'm not going back and editing that, and I, I apologize, but it may sound a little strange. But uh, essentially, someone I was on the boat with just tested positive for COVID. And my theory on COVID is it's not if you get it, it's when you get it. So. And there was, like I said, there was a, a party on the boat. It's called Scar Scarlet Night. Everybody needed to test negative before getting on the boat, and everybody um, needed to be uh, vaccinated. So, uh, you know, it was as safe as it could be. But it, anyway, I probably have to test. I don't feel anything. So we'll see. Um, but uh, back to the range. Yes. So we're at 37.50. Futures, let me look at the futures real quick. Um, futures were up before. Um, let's see. Uh, NASDAQ is implied open 60, uh, up a half a percent. Um, Dow is up 0.17. Um, VIX is down at 29. So, uh, again, I think this is it's probably a, a, a range here. And, and what do you do in range? You trade. You don't long-term invest. Um, if you are long-term buying now, if you buy a stock like Apple, I don't think you're going to be hurt in four or five years. Even two years, I don't think you'll be hurt. If you buy something like Disney, I don't think you're going to be hurt. If you buy something like Boeing, I think you could be hurt. Uh, if you buy energy and hold it for two years, I think you could be hurt. Um, but, again, where do you go? So, um, let's look at some some of the, the ones that I... Uh, have have touted over the past months SCO SCO you had a buy here um at 1903 you're at 23 there's your 10% and what 20 almost 20% um 1903 on June 13th 
And again, this is the algorithm. By the way, if you sign up for TrendSpider and I see that you sign up through my link on, link on Twitter, um, I will give you access to this algorithm. Um, I just did this for a friend. She signed up for uh, TrendSpider, gave her actual access to the algorithm. Again, out, the algorithm is not perfect. This is not a signal that I am tending to give you that, oh my God, you're going to make so much money. You're not. Um, one of the, the, the magic of, of the algorithm is making sure that you pick the right time to get in and the right stock to get in. Now, would I get into SEO right now? SEO right now? Hell no. The RSI on a four hours at 68, you're completely oversold. That MACD is going to come down. So would I go into UCO? Well, let's take a look at UCO. <clears throat> You've got it trashing down here. You had a nice uh, 5% gain with a sale on July 17th. Um, that RSI is at 30. I think it could come down a little bit. Um, the MACD looks like it's uh, kind of still on the way down. I'd probably hold out for this one. On a four-hour chart, um, yesterday morning candle, uh, it bounced at uh, $40.68, $40 which looks like it's almost a perfect bounce um, off a of volume shelf there, <clears throat> right at about $40.45. Um, the 200-day uh, is right about $40.35. So I think if you could get this um, in the 40 range, let's see where it is. Um, UCL. It is trading at 43.98, so it's up. Um, remember, this trades on futures. So e even though some, you know, oil may be down today, the futures may be up. Um, but, uh, mother effer, I just recorded a whole podcast talking about stuff. And, ugh, I forgot to record. Ugh. So I had a good hour-long podcast there. Forgot to hit record. Uh, uh, I will go over this. I think I was going over Jets at the time. Um, I, again, kind of, you didn't hear any of this, but I went off. Um, one of the people I was on the ship with wound up testing positive COVID. I paused the podcast, came back, went off about it. Didn't, you know, I won't name the person, but. If you were on the ship with me and this and you're listening, this is your maybe your notification that someone in our group tested positive uh, for COVID. Boo yeah. Hopefully they've contacted you, but uh, if not, text me. I'll give you the details. I am not naming the name, but I will give you the details. Um, hopefully I went over TQQQ, some of the other things that I wanted to go over, KOLD and Boyle. Um, oh. And why I was going over those 52-week and the Disney and the, the, the Boeing, it's not to say you should trade on the 52-week uh, or on the historical price of a stock. What I was trying to convey was Disney, for instance, is that a business that has changed uh, post-COVID? It's $130 stock pre-COVID. They launched Disney Plus during COVID. Um, is that a stock that really should have run up to 170? No. Is it a stock that today should be trading at 93? Probably not. A couple of years from now, are you upset that you bought that at 93? No. A couple of years from now, are you upset that you bought uh, Boeing at 130? Maybe. Because Boeing's in a different place. They have a bad business. Um, they just haven't done anything right with their business. So. 
Disney, that, that's kind of where I was at. Now, KOLD um, and Boyle, let's go over some energy stuff. Uh, June 9th, you had a buy in KOLD at 23. You're at 30 today. Great freaking trade if you did it. Now, here's the thing. Would I have done it? Probably not. Uh, again, paralysis by analysis. Uh, 11 trades. I counted this up while I was uh, doing the other uh, podcast that wasn't recorded. But I counted this up. 11 straight trades in KOLD that wound up losing you money. Uh, the performance of the algorithm is 95%. The actual asset we're buying and holding over 1,000 candles is minus 98%. Uh, the average win is 24%, but it's about finding that win. Now, I probably would have done these uh, trades in the 30s because the RSI was so low. Um, the MACD has just flattened out. It's not super low. Um, you know, this asset trading like this uh, from 23, you've definitely seen uh, the volume spike up here. In contrast, you look at Boyle. And again, these kind of trade, Boyle is the natural gas and KOLD is the short natural gas. Um, you look at this one, this is ready to probably explode back up. The RSI is at 27 on a four hour chart. Uh, the MACD is about to cross up probably in the next one or two candles. I think if you can get this at 63, 62, somewhere in that neighborhood, I think you take it. Um, I think you, you run with that one. Um, in fact, the market's open right now. I've been, again, I was recording for quite a while. Um, yeah, and I'm way up. Booyah. Uh, but Boyle, uh, let's take a look at UCO and SCO. SCO has been the winner, and I think you've got about a 20% gain in this. On June 13th, you had a buy of SCO at 19.03. You're at 22.04. So you've got, what, uh, $3, almost a 20%. Um, the MACD, you know, the RSI is at 63. So I see that and I say, you know what? UCO has to go up. Um, I look at this MACD and it's still in a downfall. The RSI is at 33. Uh, I don't know that I'd take the chance on this one. You just got out at this one, um, with a gain. Your last, uh, three, four, um, uh, trades on this one have been gains. The asset performance is 516%. Versus a uh, uh, algorithm performance of 121%. The average win is 22% on this. So whenever the algorithm tells me to buy on this one, I'm likely to buy just in the fact that I think oil has another run left in it. Um, you know, you're you're at 100 on the uh, the the WTI, I believe. Uh, that wants to be at 120. It's a nice 20% move. So I, I think UCL probably has that in it. But am I buying it too early? No. I think if you get down around 40 on this one, um, buy it all day long. Because uh, I th do think that a, uh, a move up to probably 48 uh, is likely. I, I think 40, um, you know, looks like the, uh, the volume. If I were to bring this volume back to kind of where it's traded March 8th, um, it was trading at a high and then it just kind of dipped down and, and popped back up a little bit. Um, but if I bring that back down, you've got a volume shelf here um, at about $40.76 to $42. I think if you can get this in the $42 range, buy it. I do think that you could go to 50 
at that point. Um, but that's UCO. Um, let's see. I went over Berkshire, bought Oxy. Um, they have doubled their position in Oxy. Uh, I like Oxy. The algorithm does not have a buy, but it probably will in the next couple of days. Uh, this one looks like it's moving back up. This is kind of like Devin. Anything under 60, you buy it. Anything over 60, you sell it. Uh, to Talking about Devin, uh, it also does not have a buy. These are trading kind of in tandem, if you will. Um, the one that I do like in the energy space is Fang. This also does not have a buy in the algorithm. That MACD is still quite stretched to the downside. Um, the RSI came up. It's at 32 right now. Uh, energy is just one of these things that's getting a, you know, when you look at the energy performance in June, it's horrible. Um, but you can trade around this and, and you can absolutely trade around this because I do not believe that supply is going to catch up to demand. I don't care what the, you know, what's the Biden administration trying to do? They're trying to lower the price of oil. What does that do? Increase demand. What is it that they can't do? Increase supply. Simple economics there. Um, Snowflake is up in the pre-market. Uh, well, not up in the pre-market. It's up in the market. Um, they got an upgrade. An analyst, I think it was at JP Morgan, up the stock to buy based on performance from a client survey. They have a $165 price target. That would be nice since I bought it at $185. Um, hopefully, I'm not going over what I already went over, but uh, $165 is their price target. Uh, this had a buy in the algorithm at $120, um, and that was June 21st. Uh, I'm sorry, June 17th, so while I was on the boat uh, getting COVID. Booyah. Uh, it's at 132 today. So you had a nice gain if you listen to the algorithm. It's only up 3%, 4% um, market today. Uh, it was up as much as 7 or 8%. So you're seeing uh, when the market opens, you're seeing some of this stuff being brought down again. Oh, American Eagle Outfitters. I hate that one. A um, couple of ETFs that I was looking at. Uh, iShares Agricultural Index. Um, and I went over this analysis again, I didn't have record on, but I went over this analysis. Um, and I like this one. This one's going to trigger a buy either this morning or tomorrow, uh, or maybe this afternoon, the RSI is at 28. This one is back to kind of COVID, uh, levels where it was trading. Um, the agricultural producers fund, uh, this had a huge run up when we were all talking about food shortages. Well, guess what? Food shortages are going to be real unless Putin pulls out or you know, allows grain to be flown throughout the world. Nobody's buying Russian grain. They're going to buy Ukraine grain, but probably Russia's going to be selling it because they've got to let it through. Who knows? So, and I, again, when this one triggers me a buy at about 39, I'll probably look at buying it today. Um, let's veggie in the uh, 10 day volume is 167,000, uh, 156,000 in the 90 day. So I like that one. Um, another one that I like that's been beaten down is XME. This is a mining um, uh, iShares. Is it iShares? 
uh, no, uh, S Spider, S and P Metals and Mining. Um, uh, this is one trading right now at about forty five. Uh, let's look at XM. Type. Can't type. I'm all flustered from not hitting record. Um, XME, you don't have a MACD cross up. You probably will in the next couple of days. The RSI is at 29. This has just been beaten, uh, beat up a month ago. What, April, May? At the end, of, at the beginning of May, this was a uh, $65 stock. It's at 45 right now. This commodity, metal and mining. This heading into a, a recession, I, I, I think it's a good thing. Again, the RSI is super, super low. This one wants to come back down to the capitulation status of 42. Uh, I think it's going to be getting driven, driven higher as we start to see minings and metal become more, uh, more, uh, more integrated into the, uh, the economy. So I think that $65 price target was based on copper and other, other metals that were getting pushed up. Um, I think those have come down and they've, they've, you know, been pushed down. I think they could go back up again, heading into a recession, commodity prices kind of quote unquote spike. That RSI is just super, super low. Uh, the last time it was this low, um, the RSI was at 26 back on April 25th. Unfortunately, it took a, a leg lower. Um, the MACD was not anywhere close to this. Um, the MACD, when the MAC RSI was at 46, the MACD crossed up. Um, it was $50. You had a, you ran it all the way from 50 to about 57, um, which was again, more than a 10% gain. I probably would have taken the 10% because within a couple of candles, you're back down for only a 2% gain and then you just lost it. So since it's this low, I think you could run from 45 to 50. Um, but again, it, in the algorithm, it hasn't triggered yet. Uh, in the mining industry, Rio Tinto, 17% dividend, um, special dividend that was announced. They are embroiled in controversy. This is a stock that um, literally, I just looked it up and I was talking about this. Uh, June 23rd, um, which is today, Morgan Stanley downgraded this from overweight to equal weight. June 7th, which was just 22 days ago, 21 days ago, um, not even, God, 14 days, two weeks ago, Jeffrey's upgraded from hold to buy, 92 to $93 price target. Again, their regular dividend, uh, their regular dividend yield is 12.65. Doesn't have a dividend date on it, um, but it's 12% stock. This is a... Um, you know, they had their, uh, 52 week high, uh, I think it was June. Yeah. July of last year at 86, <clears throat> 52 week low 59 in, uh, November. I think we're going to touch that 59 again. We could go below that. The PE ratio is 4.84. Um, I don't, I think they pay out most of their stuff in the dividend. Um, so they don't have necessarily have a forward PE, but there's clear. Well, I shouldn't say that. There is no clear uh, volume shelf here. If I go back to November of last year, um, there is nobody holding down at these levels. There is no volume shelf below this. 
Um, everybody seems to be holding with 77 and $78. That's the significant volume shelf. The one that's closed is, is 63 to 64. There's a lot of people buying here at 63 to 64. I think you could make a good amount of money either trading this one or holding it for the dividend. One or the other. Um, Revlon is one that I talked about. Uh, this was where I priced it, and hopefully I didn't go over this, but Revlon, I titled yesterday's podcast about this, went from $1 to $8. It's $7.54 right now. Um, it is a falling knife. I would say trade this one. Do not own it. Had a friend yesterday trade it from $8 to $8.50. Great move, great trade. Um, this is one that's kind of capitulating. The Bollinger Bands are uh, on a one-minute chart are opening up right now, but they're opening up to the downside. This is not something that has support. It's below the 200-day, uh, the, the, the uh, again, on a two-day chart. Um, this is not something that I would say, yeah, go ahead and buy it. But have at it if you want. It's a trading stock. Uh, just like SCO, uh, UCO, um, KOLD, uh, Boyle. TQQQ, I went over the TQQQ, hopefully. If I didn't go over that and it's not in the podcast, hit me up. I'll go over that again. But I continue to hold, um, to buy TQQQ and SQQQ in times where I'm sure that these things are going to go up. Today, I don't think we, we see a bump today. I think you get the, the, the S&P up to 3,800. You're only 20 points away from 3,800. And I think that's resistance level. Um, the VIX at 29, 29.14, I think you VIXI wants it to go to 35, um, but it could easily go down to 28. We could see a bump again. If you, you, you have some type of catalyst, um, say Putin pulls out of the war or, you know, ends the war in Ukraine, say China, uh, says, Hey, uh, I'm not, uh, we're not going to invade Taiwan. Um, say all of a sudden inflation numbers suddenly miraculously turn around um say you know well one of a, a million different things but uh i do think you have opportunity in this market i think that's probably where i'm going to end this podcast um i hope i went over everything if i didn't hit everything just hit me up again kind of deflated i forgot to hit record and it was gold i'm telling you it was gold absolute freaking gold uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day.